today to go through a little winter bucket list. I know it's not official winter yet. That looks like it's eight foot. <laughs> Pretty sure I can get that home. And then I'm- Magically grow one fruit or vegetable in your garden out of season during the winter months. What would no it be? No questions asked. So Harry one year bought a dragon. So number five is plant a winter bulb. Now so we if anybody ever does get a new hose, here's your life hack. <laughs> or in my case, my house plants are like, oh yeah, I remember you. I remember. <laughs> Welcome back to the Helpful Gardeners podcast. This week, Colin, it's a very special weekend because we are ending daylight savings in many parts of the country. But not all. But not all. But not because not all started it. Exactly. Yeah. And this is why I really wanted to focus in on this this week because I personally don't know a lot about daylight savings or at least didn't know a lot about daylight savings. The only thing that I kind of knew was that whenever I call my grandmother around this time, (laughs) I always am like, what time is it? I have no idea. And she's like, she's like, yep, we're on uh, either Alberta time, BC time. Sometimes she'll reference Spokane because she's right on the corner or right on the border to the US. So (laughs) that that legitimately sounds like it would make it more confusing. (laughs) That doesn't sound like it (laughs) narrows it down. But no, I know what you're saying because um I, I still have family and friends back in the UK. Yes. And uh, I still am an avid uh, watcher of my soccer. Yeah. We know that all of Canada doesn't necessarily change. Right. England does. So the whole country. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, you know what? Now I can't say that. But England doesn't change theirs the same time Canada does. Oh, it's different? Yep. Oh, my goodness. That they makes already, things more complicated. Yeah, they changed uh, two weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. That's the complicated part is that it's not standardized. It's it's not standardized across the world. Regions can choose to do what they want to do. And it's been a very controversial topic well, in Canada. What you're saying about your grandma. Yeah. So hold on. Let me just make sure I fully understand this. So what you're saying is that she lived in B.C., the province of BC does celebrate daylight savings time, but her municipality did not. Exactly. And there's multiple wow. places in BC that don't. Uh, there's Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. Like the TV show. <laughs> like the TV show. <laughs> but I also guess there's uh, regions in Saskatchewan that don't do it. Uh, the Yukon. I think pretty much on the East Coast, when I did a little bit more digging into it, they do it. Okay. So, um, so that's been pretty interesting. And this Sunday, so today, when you're listening to this, um, is going to be daylight savings ending. So we're going to be falling back our yep. clocks. What are some of the, the the reasons for daylight savings that you may have heard? Something to do with the post office. Yeah. Uh, something to do with the railroads. The railroads. Uh, yeah. Something to do with uh, wall. Okay. I've heard those three, I think, are the... Oh, and of course... Let's throw the farmers under the bus because everybody <laughs> always goes, yeah, it's saving time, stupid farmers. Yeah, except that's totally what I grew up thinking and yep. believing. And and I was always I was always told that daylight savings was created to give the farmers more sunlight in the evening to work longer hours to get the harvest in or to get like their garden or their their fields done. But okay, so I know a few farmers. Yeah. I've I worked on a farm. Yeah. Um, I've, I've done a vacation on a farm when I was a kid. Yeah. Out of all of the farmers I've ever met in my life, and I'm not, I'm not talking hundreds, but yeah. a fair few, I don't know any of them that sleep in. No. <laughs> I don't know any of them that no. are like, oh, fantastic. I can get to work at eight o'clock. They, they'll be up and going, whatever the job might be at like five o'clock, mm-hmm. six o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And they'll also go through the night as well. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. I feel like the daylight, you know. 
doesn't really play. I mean, maybe it does play a factor. I mean, we're not farmers. We're not post office workers or anything. So maybe there's something there that we're maybe missing. But as far as like where it sort of started, uh, where would you think that daylight savings is said to have started? At least in Canada. Oh, Canada. I was, I was like, globally, I mean, I would guess Greenwich. Um, I have no basis for guessing Greenwich other than it's Greenwich Mean Time. Yeah. In Canada, um, Halifax or Regina? Halifax or Regina. Well, okay. I figure I'm going to throw the fisherman under the bus too. Maybe it was <laughs> the fisherman who said- Let's maybe, all bases. Yeah, like maybe the fishermen were like, oh, uh, the fish, I don't catch as many. Can we extend the daylight savings time because the fish are awake earlier in the morning? <laughs> oh my God. Or maybe we catch them when they're sleeping. That's how it works because, yeah. ah, ah, silly fish, they're still sleeping. Yeah, I, exactly. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, actually the first documented cases of daylight savings all the way on the East Coast or on the east side of Canada in uh, Ontario, which now known as Thunder Bay, Ontario, in 1908, so over a century ago. Thunder Bay did it. Thunder Bay. And here's the thing. When I went in to look hmm. into it. Thunder Bayians have a lot to answer. <laughs> thunder. That didn't sound right. That sounded. Thunder Bayians. Thunder. thunder Edmontonians. Oh, that's a very good point. Okay, now thunder, I'm actually, I'm sorry. Thunder Bayians. Thunder Bayians. Thunder Bayer. A thunder bear. Oh, oh I, I guess that actually like was that. probably the easiest one. <laughs> <laughs> Hello to all the thunder bears yeah. listening. Hi, thunder bears. That's cool. But yeah, it was apparently started um, to give working folk an extra hour of daylight for after work leisure activities. That is funny because I always heard that it was to extend the time in the morning going the other way. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, let me ask you this. On a personal note. Yes. Do you prefer... I know you're I know you're an early riser. <laughs> do you prefer the sun coming up earlier or do you prefer the longer evenings? So here's the thing. I am this is probably a very unpopular opinion, but I personally like daylight savings because I okay, like to- this uh, is over. <laughs> I know, I know. Wow. I know, friends. So we're on the same page, I know. Randy. I prefaced like- it saying unpopular opinion. <laughs> I would wonder if there's anybody that also sees this, but personally, I like it because I do get those longer hours in the evening to do more things. Like I know some people will say, but the sun doesn't go down to like 10 o'clock. I'm like in the summertime, I will definitely stay out till 10 o'clock. If it means I get to go out and go, you know, on a walk yep. or go out and stand in line at made by Marcus ice cream for an hour, <laughs> you know, like, like if there's, if there's something to do in the evening so I can just like drink in all there is to, to do in the summertime in Calgary, I will totally do it. Do you know, do you know what Harry and I did one? Yeah. What? It was like two years ago, maybe three years ago. Uh, in the same uh, year, on June 21st, uh, we went out ridiculously early in the morning because it's the longest day. Yeah. And we celebrated sunrise. Oh. And then we went out and celebrated sunset. And then on December 21st, we went out and we celebrated sunrise. And then we went to the mountains and celebrated sunset. That's so special. Yeah. So we got to see that full <gasps> spectrum. And the summer day is uh, you get over 16 hours of daylight. Mm-hmm. And on December 21st, it's under eight hours of wow. daylight. Yeah. But it was it was something I'd never actually done it myself. And I was like talking and, uh, to Harry and he was like, I mean, I'm like, you realize how early you're going to have to get up in the <laughs> yeah. summer. And he was like, don't care. I'm in. Okay. So in the research you've done, let mm-hmm. me ask you this. See if you know the answer here. Why does it seem like they just randomly picked a day? They didn't pick an equinox. Uh, they didn't pick uh, like the, the winter equinox. Yeah. Seems like they randomly just went that day. That's <laughs> that's when it happens. You know, I have this theory and I think it's because they know that that's when you fertilize your plants. <laughs> I th- <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> okay, no, because I know that you've said to me in the past that you use this holiday for a yeah, very a special market. purpose. And exactly. Yeah, but I don't know if that's why they actually put it on those days. To be honest, I, I actually haven't. I've, I've seen way more research on reasons why we should stop daylight savings than on yep. actual reasons on why it's those days. Well, and, and okay, so uh, you work traffic. Yes. Okay. Um, you're up in the helicopter and getting everybody to work safely every day, and yeah. we all love you for that. <laughs> what is the chaos like on the Monday on either spring forward or fall back? You know, I got to admit, Spring forward is definitely the tougher one. Is it really? Um, definitely the spring forward is the one where we see the most collisions. But that being said, you know, I'm happy it happens on a weekend. You know, most people oh, working yeah. during the week and then you kind of get that day. And there's been a lot of preparations now to sort of prepare yourself for that time change. Maybe that's why they chose it arbitrarily. Maybe. Maybe maybe it has more to do with during uh, this time is that... Um, uh, you know, Halloween is finished and uh, it's not yet Christmas mm -hmm. and there's not really a lot happening. A lot of a lot of people, and I'm not just talking about the garden, but it, it is perfect tie-in because at this time of year, we all put our gardens to sleep and it seems like everybody, uh, yeah, we're, we're all still busy. That's, that's life these days, mm -hmm. I think. But everybody seems to slow down a bit mm -hmm. because in the summer, I, I know you feel this way. I feel it too. If it is a beautiful, sunny summer day, and for whatever reason, I don't get outside and do something, I it counts as a wasted day. It does a little bit. Yeah. 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 Nowadays, I come home and I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to chill on the couch and, and watch something. But in the summertime, there's daylight. There's things yep. to be done. There's gardening to do, right? Yep. So and, and you sit on the couch and you go, oh, like... I feel like I should be outside. Yeah. I should yeah. be doing something. Yeah. yeah. So maybe, maybe that's why they picked it is it's, you know, the least chaotic time. And maybe that was their structure. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. I wish that I'd known exactly what it was because I think it's changed a, a bit. Yep. I think we had changed it recently to sort of align with the United States. And like you said, the UK still has it um, yep. on a completely different day, a couple of weeks you know, difference. Yeah. Every year I miss a soccer game because I know when ours is, but I don't know when theirs is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. No good. No, no, bueno. no, absolutely not. But that was really cool. Um, so just a reminder, you know, roll back your clocks if you're in any yep. of those affected areas <laughs> that do do daylight savings. And I wonder, I want, okay. So like you said as well, our phones automatically, uh, update now, yeah. but my stove doesn't. Okay. That was my next question. How many clocks do you have to change? Three. Three. How many clocks do you have overall? Uh, microwave, stove, car. Okay. And uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, I always forget about the car. Yeah, but I'm wondering if that's why there's so many accidents. Oh, maybe because you don't think about it on the Sunday, and then you're like, "How do I change this again?" Exactly. <laughs> all the time, I'm like, I'm like going through all my settings, being like, "Where was it? Where was it?" There is a button on my stereo. Yeah. That is labeled <laughs> clock. time. A oh. clock. Yeah, I think it's time, but yeah, it is. That's what mine has too. And I'm like, "Where is it? How do I do it?" And I'm. No, that's the base, Colin. That's uh, okay. Now I'm listening to some French radio station. It's so true, though. And then you finally see the clock one, and you're like, "Oh, it was that easy." And then you hit it, and it starts flashing, and you have no idea what to turn a tap to make it change from twelve to one or from one to twelve. And you're like, "Have you ever just left it?" And we're on. Eh, I'll do the math. Absolutely. <laughs> you know me. Yeah. I am. I've Brad. Nope. Bugs them way too much. And mm. I don't like those ones, like my coffee maker. So if I was to count how many clocks plus the car one that you reminded me of. So thank you for that. I have one. I have three clocks in a vicinity of a foot. 
And those are the only three that I have to change. And that's the microwave, yep. the oven, and my coffee maker. And my coffee maker is that one where you have to like go only up. And so you have to go through all of the numbers every, under the sun oh just to get it like so like the yeah. minutes. I have to go through every single minute. And you can't hold it down and it skips I mean, by you 10 can, minutes. But like, but then what if you go over it? Yeah, I've done that before where right? you overshoot and you're like actually the you know what? There's actually a very important one that I have to change. What's that? Uh, my plant light timers. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, my plant light timers. So uh, every light in my office yes. is on a timer and yeah. they're all my plant lights. Mm -hmm. Well, I come into work and I've got them scheduled that they come on before I come into work. Yeah. So I walk into my office, my lights are already on. Yeah. I'm incredibly lazy. I don't want to turn on lights. I'm too busy. I like I it though, move. right? Yeah. I like that. But I come into my office and I forget to do it ahead of time. And I'm like, oh my God, it's pitch black. Yeah. <laughs> that's offensive. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that, I, because that's the thing as well is um, I, I bet you now they have digital and Bluetooth timers that'll automatically change. Uh, but I use the old school analog timers mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I, I have to adjust them by an hour. Yeah. Now it's real easy, but I forget every year. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. I think this one's going to be a little bit easier because we're falling back. We sort of get that hour of sleep back in a weird way. Um, I see you because I'm up early and, yeah. and you are too. I never look at it as an extra hour of sleep. I always look at it as an extra hour of my day. Exactly. I kind of like that more. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Sleep yeah. whenever, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go get stuff done. I, uh, is it meant to be a uh, nice weather on Sunday? Uh, I think so. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this the other day about the various stages that our country is going through right now. I mean, some areas like here in Alberta, we've seen our first snow. Mm -hmm. It's funny. I was watching the news and we got the snow and then everybody on the East Coast, there's like a national morning show and they were saying, oh gosh, there's the first symbol of winter. And apparently we are like the the marker for that. Well, like the barometer. We're like the groundhog of yeah. the country. Um, but then I was recently in Vancouver for a family get together just like a, last weekend and they still have all the leaves on their trees and shrubs. Tell and me they're at least turning red and they yellow. They are, okay, they are, they God. are. So at least they got some fall going on, but they had a little bit of frost. So, you know, you can definitely sense that the change okay. is coming, but it's definitely still various stages across the country. Well, let me ask you this though. So now time change. Yeah. Uh, we've had snow. Yeah. It's being cold. Mm -hmm. Are you in winter mode? So I'm I'm sort of looking forward to it. I'm starting to see little symbols of holiday season, Remembrance yep. Day coming up, yep. right? So I am, like most gardeners, we always want to plan ahead. And one of the things that I thought about doing this year, because it's so easy to be a cynic about winter, right? Oh, 100%. As a gardener, you don't get to be outside very often. And you're like, well, what am I going to do for six months of the year? And you can, and you can only... Trust me, as somebody who has quite a lot of them, you can only putz around your house plants for so long because your house yeah. plants are like, leave me alone, man. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm doing yeah. my thing. I only need you one day a yeah, week. Exactly. Like, I don't need to be weeded. <laughs> I don't need to be deadheaded. Yeah. You're not going to pick tomatoes. <laughs> Go away. And you're like, oh, I'm going to clean your leaves. I'm going <laughs> to fuss around. <laughs> or in my case, my house plants are like, oh, yeah, I remember you. <laughs> oh, back again, eh? TikTok is it's that been a time. While. It's been a minute. <laughs> but, you know, I started thinking, I I need to get out of this slump and just look for ways to appreciate the winter season. And so I thought it'd be really fun for us today to go through a little winter bucket list. I know it's not official winter yet, but as we're planning ahead, thinking about things that we can we can do this winter. And I'm going to pop this list that we've created in our show notes, which are available at goldenacre.ca slash blog. You can look at that, add your own, let us know what you think. But let's start with number one. And I, I think this is a really good one because it's reflect and plant for the next year. You know, you've just come off of your, your, okay, your gardening yeah. season. Everything's fresh. 
write down what you learned, your challenges, your successes, and then make a little plan for next year. You know what's funny? The other day I was outside uh, and it wasn't, it was chilly, uh, of course, but it wasn't freezing cold. And I stopped for a little bit and I was outside and I was looking at the garden mm -hmm. and obviously all of the tomato plants are gone and everything is put to bed. I've got my big winter pile for the bugs. And I was like, you know, next year I'm going to move those tomatoes over there. And I was already yes. mulling over. It's so funny how we're like, we get to, you know, September, maybe October. I'm like, oh my God, I just want to break them. I, you know, I just need a break. I don't want to be weeding every week or deadheading every week. And then we get the break and we're like, okay, TikTok, <laughs> I want to get back in my garden, please. <laughs> well, and the other thing too is a lot of us won't start thinking about our garden again until next year no. after Christmas. And then you forget. You're 100%. like, oh yeah, what was I going to do again? I forgot. So why not just take a, take a little yep. bit of time right now, write down. I love those gardening journals. Yes. I know it's really hard to keep up with during the busy season, but maybe at the end of the season, just be like, hey, this is what my 2023 garden was like. And then you can reference that for next year. Well, and, and you know what? That's why that's why we talked about it uh, in the last podcast. Um, take the pictures. Yeah, exactly. Take the pictures. Take the pictures of the flowers. That'll help jog your memory yeah. and 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 make notes and and yeah, that's that that's a good start. Now you don't yeah. have, you don't have to finish it now either. It's a winter project. Exactly. And a following up on that, number two is start your garden wish list. So did you notice that something broke, like a tool? Maybe you saw a cool gadget on Instagram that you'd love, but you would never buy yourself. Yeah. Maybe start building a little wish list for the holiday season coming yeah. up and. Maybe it's time to uh, drop subtle hints to people, yes, you know, yes. like leave little uh, pictures everywhere of, uh, you know, maybe a new trowel or a new hose. Yeah. You know, I'm the one I'm worst for garden hoses. <laughs> I will get the maximum life out of my garden hose until I have no choice but to get a new one <laughs> because they're so expensive. And then yeah. the other thing, though, have you ever used a brand new garden hose? So when you buy a new hose, it comes uh, very, very coiled, yeah, uh, very tight. They want to make it as compact for shipping. Every time you turn it off, it tries to revert. And it, uh, so if anybody ever does get a new hose, here's your life hack: make sure there's no leaks. Uh, it's not wasting water. Turn the water on and leave it on, mm. and leave it out in a straight, flat line on the hottest day possible. Oh, and then the water heats up, and it makes the rubber very malleable. Yeah. Turn off the faucet and drain the water. Do not drain the water onto your plants because if it's a black hose, it can get ridiculously hot. Yeah. Drain the water out, quickly coil it while the rubber is uh, soft and you've created a new shape. Wow. Yeah, that's the only way I figured out how to beat it, but I don't always have the time to do that. Yeah. And I have been known every once in a while to maybe curse and say horrible things to my garden <laughs> hosts. <laughs> but that's, that's it. they're expensive. Uh, the people often overlook them. Yeah. So that's you'd it. be okay if someone gave, gifted you one? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I love garden hoses. I would have always wanted... Um, like, this is going to sound so weird, but gardening gloves, like, I know that's very cliche, like, oh, gardener, gardener gloves. But like, there are some, you know, projects out in the yard that I really love to use them. Like, I love getting my hands dirty. Yep. But if I'm carrying something or dealing with something with like wood and I don't want splinters, like Brad's hands are calloused. He's a mechanic. Yep. Like, he, his hands are hard. Mine are just like. I work on computers all day and and yep. I do like light gardening. And you've never cut a uh, lawn? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, I sound really bad right now. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm a gardener. I'm totally a gardener. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would love like a really nice pair of gardening gloves. Like, oh, geez, like 
oh, so many things in gardening, we just buy it to just get the job done. But like, how about we just treat ourselves and ask for something really cool? You know what? And you're right. You know what? That's actually a great gift idea. Last year, not not the season that just passed last year, Jenny had a great pair of uh, blue polka dot gardening oh, gloves. Uh, anyway, they got damaged. They got they got ruined as as they do. And this year, uh, we were going to do our planting together, and she needed gloves. And I was like, "Oh, I'll get you a pair." And I got her the most basic utility. <laughs> no, they were they were the top top of the line to protect her hands. Yes. Okay, I'm not going to skimp on the safety. Yeah. But do you think I spent one second looking at? pattern design no, color no she wanted cute ones yeah and she got like the like most basic one solid color they were probably black or green yeah. i'm like there's your gloves and she's like yay yeah no <laughs> and like and it's really fun sometimes i'll see downstairs in the uh in the decor department they'll bring in like cute gardening things like mm-hmm. things like i would not i wouldn't buy it for myself but maybe if it came like a little garden tool set with like cute designs on it and then someone gifted that to me yep. i couldn't justify buying it but i would use that every day i'd find reasons to use it exactly and that's yeah. that's what we do and and i have never ever in my life ever been i mean it's no point giving me a tool because I've, I've got all the gardening tools but i've never been asked by anybody for a tool for Christmas, and I've never been given a garden tool for Christmas, and I, I I think it's actually a great idea. I think it's a great idea too. What about a flower press? Okay, we're not. A, this is not the Christmas episode that is coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, back to our winter bucket list. So number two is start your garden wish list. Number three, grow uh, herbs, herbs, uh, lettuce inside. Right. Just because it's winter doesn't mean you have to stop growing. Right. And herbs and lettuce. Wait, do you say herbs or herbs? Herbs. Herbs. Okay. Herbs. Okay. For this podcast, we'll say herbs. This is Spotify. Do you say herbs or herbs? I say herbs unless um, I'm around someone that says herbs and then I... Out of respect. Out of respect. <laughs> Solidarity. I just, yeah, exactly. I was like, herbs, okay. Um, no, that'll be our Spotify poll yeah. today. So go in the Spotify vote. Do you say herbs or herbs? That's going to be a fun one to spell. Herbs, herbs or herbs. apostrophe herbs. herbs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's something really cool. They're, they're, they don't take long to grow. Nope. And then you can include them in your cooking over the winter. Oh, oh it doesn't have to be cooking. Mm-hmm. You can also grow, uh, relatively easy to grow mm-hmm. inside, actually. Uh, it wants uh, warmth and light is lavender yeah. and lavender. make your own tea, make your own uh, smelly sachet things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You can like put some like for your shower yeah. or by exactly. your bed or. And it's Yeah. Cause it helps you sleep. Yeah. But uh, I always used to, I mean, I've always got something going, but I, I haven't done herbs in a while. All I can say is, you know, my mini grow like garden. Yeah. Either buy one of those or set one up. Yes. I feel like the grow lights, cause that's my problem in the past. I have tried to grow herbs and, um, and they always become lanky and then yep. they never really amount to anything, but grow light, totally. A grow light. And then the beginning of this year, uh, I gifted you that heat mat. Yes. Make sure you use that. Oh, that thing saved my life yep. this year. Gift, gift, uh, oh, no, oh, not gift. Use use your heat mat uh, and your light. Yeah. You got, that's all you need. You, the herbs will do amazing. Love it. And you can you do mint and then you can have uh, mojitos and mint tea. <gasps> Yeah. All <laughs> Look at all of, this inspiration, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. It's, uh, growing herbs is pretty mm-hmm. fulfilling. All right. So that's number three. Number four is grow cannabis. You know, it's funny. It's it's a very bizarre plant. It doesn't require much, mm-hmm. uh, but what it does require, it requires a lot. 
Yeah. So uh, you're not, uh, I, I heard stories before I grew it for the first time. People were like, oh, it took this amount of time and this amount of time. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was fairly successful. You can't just leave it, mm-hmm. but there's really no need to baby it. But when it is time to work on it, it is time to work because you got to train it and trim it and cut it and fertilize it. Yeah. And you you got to have the correct lights. You, there's a ton of uh, steps you have to do. But if, if you use cannabis recreationally or medicinally, it's a great, great hobby to get into. Yeah. And I was really surprised at the amount of support that you can get online. There's tons of literature for growing yep. it. There's a ton of groups like on Facebook where if you're having trouble growing it, you can just go on there and, and engage with the community. And I, I'm going to give a shout out here. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, if if you are ever thinking about it or you want to get somebody a little gift package, buy them a tent and a light to get them set up and going, uh, check out Raymo. Yeah. He's on all the social medias, R-E-M-O, Ramo, uh, Ramo Nutrients. Uh, he's a good friend of uh, Golden Acre, and this guy is a master grower. Mm-hmm. He is he is phenomenal, and the the resources he has. You know they have on, uh, so if you buy Ramo products, there's a uh, number on the back, and it's 1-800-HEY-RAMO. <laughs> and if you call that with a question. Yeah. Somebody in his office answers the phone and answers your question. No way. And the question does not have to be related to his nutrients. Really? So if you call, and this is what I've heard 100%, if you call and you're like, "Uh, I'm really confused right now because I'm at this stage, what should I do with my lights? Not remote nutrients, what should I do with my lights? They will tell you. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's uh, 1-800 or 1877. I'm sure you can find it online. Yeah. But I love that. It's like 1-800. Hey, Ramo. <laughs> and if you call that, it, it goes through to his office and a staff member, because everybody who works from is basically a grower and they all help each other out. And wow. yeah, Ramo himself might even answer the phone. <sighs> well, that's better than like getting tech support. Exactly. Like, that's awesome. It's, and that's how much he believes in it. So this isn't like some big corporation that isn't there to support you or they they pay a lip service. This is a guy from Vancouver who's been in the cannabis industry for decades, has an amazing product and absolutely will support you. So if if you want to get in, because I'm going to do it again this winter. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's my goal is, uh, well, one of my goals is uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it properly and uh, I'm going to use Remo again. So number five is plant a winter bulb. Now we know about Ooh. spring bulbs and we know about fall bulbs and those are the ones that you go outside. I mean, you can force them inside, but the ones that are kind of more so for the indoors um, are our winter bulbs. And that's things like amaryllis, paper whites, and hyacinth. Yep. I and have never done it. <laughs> I was borderline on the cusp of like, maybe not lying, but not telling the whole truth. <laughs> I was going to be like, oh yeah, a few years ago I had paper whites, which is true, but I bought them fully grown. Oh my gosh, that does not count. Did gonna- it with- I know, I know, but we have these gorgeous ones downstairs right now, and I have been eyeing up the amaryllis. I have always wanted to grow an amaryllis because they're such a beautiful flower. You can get them in reds, you can get them in whites, pinks, and it's a huge bulb, and then they go this big stalk out the middle, and then these gorgeous big, big blooms come out. Yeah, the big trumpet blooms. Oh my gosh. And and it is such, uh, honestly, the thing I really like about the amaryllis from the size of the bulb to the vibrant color of the flower to the stem, it yeah. is such a strong looking plant. It is. Like it's vibrant. The stem, the stem looks like in order to break it, you'd have to snap it over your knee. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll do you one better. Yeah. 
Amaryllis challenge. Okay, I like this. Okay, after uh, we're done recording, yeah. we both get our Amaryllis. Yep. We uh, take a picture of it, we record it, and mm -hmm. then it uh, doesn't have to be started at the same time. Yeah. But we both have to start it this weekend. Yep. And uh, and then we see whose blooms first and whose looks best. I like this. I think I already know which one I'm getting. What? No, you're out of the I game. Just, I haven't even looked okay, at that. Okay, okay, okay. Did you know there's an Amaryllis called Black Pearl? I think you that, should do that because you kind of look like Jack Sparrow. <laughs> I'm going to do the Jack Sparrow walk when I go I and get it. Oh, it's so fun, though, getting to pick one, and then you get to grow it right from yep. the bulb, and then hopefully, maybe it'll bloom before Christmas. Who and, knows? Yeah, well, I'm definitely, uh, I, I, you know what? So the reason I got those paper whites pre-grown, yep. I'll admit that, I guess. <laughs> uh, Jenny loves paper whites. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I've never done it since because I'm such a great guy. <laughs> such a great guy. Yeah. So no, I, you know what? I'm going to grow uh, the Amaryllis for our mm -hmm. uh, Amaryllis challenge. I like it. And I'm going to grow paper whites for Jenny for the, cause she's worth a challenge. I love, oh, that's oh, that's so nice. <laughs> you know, I just, I just realized we have a whole Amaryllis bulb section on our, on our website and it tells you how to grow one <gasps> from the bulb. So I'll link that in our show notes. If you've ever been curious, maybe you want to join the Amaryllis challenge yeah, too. So that'd be absolutely. really fun. Absolutely. Jump in. Yeah, yeah for please. sure. Uh, so number six is for our bird friends. Shout out to our birds. Add a bird bath or bird feeder to your garden. Absolutely. And you know what? I, 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 um, great idea. I'll make another suggestion there too. Yeah. You might not have time to go out and fill up seed or buy a big seed mm -hmm. or anything else. At this time of year, when it's cold and food is scarce and the birds need uh, like a lot of the fats and a lot of the good stuff, a suet holder and suet cake. Yeah, perfect. You don't even have to mess around with it. Open it up, drop in the suet cake, yeah. close it, hang it back out. They still appreciate it. Yeah, oh, they, they go nuts for it. Um, you know what we should do, though? What? We should get a hold of our good friend, Myrna. <gasps> we should. Yeah, we should get a hold of Myrna and Leyland. Because we did a spring episode on birding. We yep. should do a winter episode on birding. We should. I think it's so different. Yeah. I mean, they oh, have yeah. a completely different challenge ahead of them, right? Well, and, and, and there's different species. Yeah. Because now all those uh, migratory ones that, see you yeah. later, buddy. Yeah. And do you know certain birds, only a percentage of them migrate? There's a question I'm going to ask, Marina. Yeah. So bohemian waxwings, I, I always thought they migrated. Mm -hmm. And then last year I saw them at my house, a big flock of them in the tree. And I'm like... Why didn't you guys go south? So I Googled it and it said they can overwinter, but the uh, the food resources available can't sustain the entire flock. So 80% of them in the area leave, give or take, 20% stick around. Those 20% get their resources that they need, the other 80 go, and then they come back. And I'm like, who decides who gets left behind? And you saw a bohemian waxwing in your Yard? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen one. I just had to Google it because I'd never even heard the name before. Yeah. They're beautiful. Oh, they, they, they look like, do you know what they look like? They look like the raccoon bird <laughs> with their <laughs> bandit masks on. Really They're do. a raccoon they bird. They look so fluffy. Yeah, I love them. And they were they were in the uh, tree singing and I was like, yeah. you, you know how right it is to hear bird song in the winter? Yeah. And I was like, that's beautiful. And, yeah. I was, and then I got a photo of them and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. I got super happy, and then I I, uh, I googled it. But we should absolutely bring Myrna in because yeah. that's a great idea. We need we need life and vibrance happening in the winter. It can be pretty bleak out mm -hmm. there, and the birds they will love you for it, and you'll make you'll make lifelong friends if you keep it up. And that's the thing, right? If you take care of them now, they're going to know where to get yep. their resources, and they'll come visit you all year round. And then you could even start attracting migratory ones, and even get hummingbirds. <gasps> Ooh, that's the goal, right? Yeah. Hummingbirds. That's the goal. I've only ever been at one house here in Alberta. Yep. Just up at uh, Crossfield. Yeah. 
uh, and they had 11 hummingbird feeders hung up, and there were hummingbirds. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Wow. It was crazy. It see, was, you don't see that very often no, here. No, I, 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 obviously, they put them out all the time. The birds had found them on a migratory route, and they were all going there. Yeah. And I was like, that is incredible. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Number seven. Decorate your home for the holidays and for the winter season. You know, most garden centers, they do stay open over the winter. Yep. You can obviously shop for supplies. You can do house plants. And in some cases, a lot of them do holiday giftware and home decor. And I know a bunch of garden centers here in the Calgary area. Uh, they do fantastic displays. Yep. Um, so it's definitely worth a, a little look-see and visit your local greenhouse, see what they've got going on. Maybe start a new annual tradition, yep. right? And and well, and a couple of things there. So if you go, if you if you're going to go local and and support the community, because you know all all the local garden centers, the independent garden centers could use it. Yeah, there are ornaments that you will see at your local independent garden center that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, because they don't they don't do uh, what the box chains do. They they curate and they find and they look for really unique things. And Jenny, Harry, and I have a tradition going back to our first ever Christmas all together. Uh, we always come to Golden Acre and everybody gets to buy one new ornament for the tree. Aww. No questions asked. Mm -hmm. So Harry one year bought a dragon. All right, buddy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Two of Harry's ornaments. One is a goldfish, like a literally a Japanese koi carp and a dragon. <laughs> and Jenny, like she wants to do this winter woodland theme tree and Harry's <sighs> hanging his goldfish. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think that's so yeah. cute though. But there's no questions asked. you. And it's a holiday tradition. Yeah. It's a family tradition. Like there's so many places that even do like Christmas markets. Like yep. what the Saskatoon Berry Farm, just south of the city, they do a big Christmas market and yep. they invite a whole bunch of local um, makers. Yep. So people hand making ornaments and, and decor pieces, even Salisbury Greenhouse, shout out to, to our friends um, up in uh, Edmonton. Yep. Um, they do a huge Christmas display. Thanks. And again, like you can get inspiration for themes. You can get that annual tradition of a, of a Christmas ornament. Yep. It's great. Two years ago, three years ago, Jenny. Uh, straight she didn't buy a tree ornament what? She, yeah she bought mistletoe Aww. and now we hang mistletoe up as well Aww. so yeah she 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 found uh, an artificial mistletoe an ornament that's that's our tradition and we do it uh is she like really maker. cute with it too is she like she always like gets no, it out of the box she, no, and... no she gives it to me and i pin it up and i pin it up at the busiest walkway in the house where everybody has to pass <laughs> each other uh and uh poor harry because every time jenny and i walk by we're gonna smooch and yeah I think we've got a picture of Harry in the background looking rather put out, but <laughs> live with it. I'll walk, I'll walk into that. I think I've got a picture of uh, me giving Jimmy a smooch. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Yeah, he's a good boy. Uh, so number eight is going to be uh, sort of along the same lines, creating a seasonal outdoor planter, repurposing your outdoor planters to build seasonal planters uh, using things like cedar, pine, balsam. I know you talked about that in our fall episode. Yep. Um, you can absolutely uh, decorate it for Christmas, yeah. but take the ornaments off and hey, presto, uh, you've got a winter planter. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you can add things for interest. Like what have I seen? Those birch, birch yeah. stems. Do you know what works really well? What? The, um, a lot of people in Calgary have them as well. So if, if you do cut it out your own garden, you can absolutely prune <gasps> your dogwoods in the winter. It won't hurt them. Oh. And dogwoods grow and get those bright red yes. branches. So you've got your green foliage, your white mm -hmm. snow sitting in there, and then the bright red dogwoods yeah. coming out of the middle looks real sharp. Oh, that does. Oh, it sounds so good. Yeah. And it'll last because it, it freezes. Yep. 
Yeah, so so I, I always leave a little bit of soil in mine. I, I understand if you don't want to, there's other um, mediums you can put in there. Let it freeze solid. Mm -hmm. And as long as you stick the cut end in and it freezes, it'll keep the color. And then in the spring, dump it in your compost and away you go. Easy peasy. Yep. Easy peasy. Number nine is to obtain a provincial tree permit and then cut down your own Christmas tree. There you go. You I, said that you started this, what, last year? Last year. So cool. Tell last me about year, it. I, uh, do you want to give me the desire to do that? What? The movie National Lampoon's oh Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Hopefully it went a lot better than that did. Yeah, it did. And, and it wasn't as big. But until we moved to Canada, I didn't know that that was a thing you could do. Oh. You can't oh, yeah, do it I in guess England. you can't do it over there. Yeah. No, we, we don't have enough trees. Yeah. Uh, we've got three oh, wow. times the population of Canada uh, in a country that would fit into the Maritimes. Mm -hmm. We don't have a lot of trees left. If you let people go cut them down, we would have no trees left. You know, and I did, I watched a YouTube video where... Apparently, Christmas tree farms are very popular in England. Is that true? Like you go, you go yeah. to the Christmas tree farm, they grow the trees, and then you sort of pick from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but you're not cutting down a a wild tree. Mm -hmm. uh, and I always wanted to, so I went out with the boys last year. I took out Harry and uh, and his friend uh, Dominic, uh, and we walked around Wypress, and we I think we were out there for about three or four hours. Beautiful day. We had axes and saws. We saw a great tree. I was about to cut it down. And Dominic, who I love, is uh, one of the best kids ever. Dom was like, oh, wait. And I was like, what, what is it? And he's like, there's a bird's nest in that one. <laughs> so we turned around, we left it alone, and we went and found another tree. Oh, what a nice, gentle yeah. soul. And uh, yeah, we, we cut down our tree, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it really was. And you know what? If you want your your pristine, uh, put it on the gram uh, Christmas tree that is just stunning and shaped perfect, mm -hmm. come get one from a Christmas tree lot. Yeah. Okay. Our Christmas trees, uh, the Golden Acre trees, they're from Nova Scotia, premium, grade A, balsam fir. Yeah. Those are, those are uh, designations from the government of Canada. Mm -hmm. Like grade A is a designation. Um. My tree was definitely more on the Charlie Brown <laughs> side of Christmas trees. But you know what? It meant a lot to me. Exactly. It, it, there was something about it that I was like, yeah, when, when I first put it up, I was like, whew, that's thin. <laughs> and we put our ornaments on it and we were like, but you know what? It actually made, uh, it made me happy. Yeah. It like, made me happy. There was like a whole thing there. Enough that you're going to do it again this year? I, I believe so. You know what? Just uh, Alberta .gov.ca uh, tree permits, and then it lists, it, it asks, I think, for your postal code. You put your postal code in, and it goes, you can go take a tree out. It's free. You download it to your phone because mm -hmm. they'll send you a permit. If a uh, park ranger stops you when you're out there, you show it to them, uh, and you're allowed to uh, cut down a couple of trees. I found the link, so I'll pop that into oh, our nice. show notes as well, just in case you want to maybe join Colin in, the, in, in a new family fund. Yeah. I always get my tree from here, just... It's it's so full. Are, like you, you, are said. you always live? Always live tree or artificial? You know, I never used to be growing up. It was always artificial. Oh, but really? there's something about a live tree, yep. you know, and I'm not going to get into the politics of of live tree versus artificial nope. tree, but uh, the, just like the smell of it. And it, it's it's become a new tradition between Brad and I. Nice. And it's something that I feel very passionate about doing with our kids one day. So we just do this. I do still have an artificial tree that I've sort of 
partially donated to work. So we still have one at work and it's really cool. It's one of those ones um, that change color. So you can have multicolor and clear lights. So in a way I do partake in both, but in my home, I do love the real trees and I love getting them from here. Just like Again, they're full. They smell so amazing. And I usually get like everything in one go. So wreath, bows, yeah. like one stop shop. Exactly. And yeah. then, and you get home and then you realize that your home is nowhere near as big as Golden Acre. Because I've done this a few times and you're like, oh, my God, this tree looks way too Were you big. in my house last year? Because I, Brad looked at me. He's just like, where? It, it was almost like in National Lampoons where the yeah. where um Helen's like, well, what are we what, what did she say? Where are we going to put the angel or something yeah. like that? That was Brad. He was just like, I don't know what we're yeah, going to do. Where they open the tree and it's like blowing out the windows. <laughs> it was like so big, dude. Yeah. So we are definitely downsizing. Yeah, yep. I, I, I've done it more times than I care to admit where I'm like, I, I know I have enough room for an eight foot tree. I'm like, that looks like it's eight foot. <laughs> Pretty sure I can get that home. And then I'm like, ah, yeah. Okay, we got to move furniture out. Uh, I know. Harry, you're sleeping in the garage tonight. We need your bedroom for the tree. (laughs) Well, moving on from the Christmas theme and back to a more wintry type theme. um, This is something that I really love is grabbing a hot chocolate and then going on a winter walk in nature or a winter drive and just experiencing nature, right? Like I love going out through like Kananaskis. Yep or Banff and the snow on the mountains. I feel like the winter really forces us. Well, it doesn't force us, but it encourages us to stay inside, keep warm and all of that. But there's still so much beauty to be seen, especially in Canada where we're blessed to get all four seasons. So it's really good opportunity to just go out and experience it. Do you know, do you know how I knew that I was acclimatized Canadian? How? When you say the sentence, minus 27 isn't bad with no wind. I know. (laughs) And then you tell that to somebody from the UK and they're like, you're insane. Yeah. But it's true. Those crisp days. Yeah. Uh, So you're telling me, okay, that sounds amazing. I've done that before. Have you ever done a wind? Winter picnic? No, and I love that. That's number eleven. So winter go. picnic. Tell me about this because I've never done one. It's it's a summer picnic, except there's no bugs. Oh, oh, yeah. Ooh, plot twist. Bring, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that is something I never considered. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a tie in here for you, and this is gonna be real interesting. You take a blanket. Yeah. Uh, you take, uh, some soup in a thermos and some hot chocolate and some cold drinks and some bread and some snacks and some fruit, uh, whatever you want. And you have a little picnic. Yeah. Then you've got your energy and you've got your hot chocolate and your coffee and you walk around and you find your tree. Ooh. Two things in one. Yeah. Then you come home and you put your tree up. Then when you're done, you take your tree and you put it in your Christmas green planter. So it's no longer Christmas now. It's your winter planter. Mm-hmm. And you hang suet cages off it. Oh, my gosh. And now you're attracting the birds. Then in the spring, before there's any fire bands, you take your tree back to Wipress. Uh-huh. You have a bonfire oh. with it. And then you have a spring picnic to end the season. Seriously. Okay. Now tie in planting winter bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Just keep it going. Keep it going. That's Uh, a great, that's great. Yeah. If you're looking for ways to repurpose, I mean, yeah. yeah. We started it as an annual tradition. We invite people over and we do hot chocolate and we, and we do everything. And then last year we went, you know, let's take it further (laughs) afield. And we went back out to Wipress and we had a big bonfire and it was a blast and everybody had fun. And then we stayed out there till it was dark and the fire went out. And then we did some astral photography with the stars because it, 
that's one good thing about it getting dark sooner. Yeah. You know, like doing your astral photography and you're like, okay, it's 1130. <laughs> it's still not dark enough. <laughs> I mean, it is true. There's some kind of joy about seeing the stars. Yeah. You know, at like five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that part hurt. I don't know I why. Know. <laughs> like there's, there's a joy about seeing the stars. I'm like, you've got me. You've got me. I'm like, that's romantic. That's picnicky. You're like, at five. I'm like, Ugh. Hey, my bedtime's nine, so I have to do everything. Nine? Before. Ooh, party animals. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> Settle down over there, Brandy. <laughs> well, that is our winter bucket list. Um, I'm going to pop this up on our on our show notes on goldenacre.ca slash blog. So feel free to to steal our ideas. Yeah, add some. Yeah, add some. Reach out to us, you know, on our social media and just let us know what you are planning to do and what you're looking forward to this winter. We're going to talk about our hypothetical question of the week because I love this new segment so much. (laughs) And this week's question is, if you could magically grow one fruit or vegetable in your garden out of season during the winter months, what would it be and why? Obviously, I'm going to go straight to the tropics. I'm going to pick something like pineapple. Okay. Um... But does it does it does it have to be a fruit or a vegetable? I mean, that's what the question was. But if you, I mean, yeah, just okay, fruit or vegetable? No, I'll stay on. No, track. no, 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 no. You can pick whatever you want. I'll stay on. Well, okay. So here's the thing: fruit or vegetable? I mean, any of them would be good. Okay, but I'd much rather be able to grow winter flowers. Yeah, I'd much rather be able to go like get some color. Okay, we all know I love my flowers, but I am going to stay on track, and I'm going to tie everything back in because that's how much I love you, Brandy. Okay. A hanging basket mm-hmm. filled with strawberries. Oh, that's a good one. White flowers, green leaves, red yeah. fruit. So you get your Christmas colors. Yeah. You get your uh, tasty, juicy vitamin C through the winter that you're growing yourself and no bugs to eat your strawberries. That is such no a good slugs. one. And, and you'd probably attract some birds too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, strawberry hanging baskets. That's oh, my answer. Okay. Final answer. Okay, that's a really good one. Mine's way less. <laughs> Wait, it's your question. You had all week to prepare. I know. <laughs> like. <laughs> well, now I changed my mind. I like the strawberry one. <laughs> like, it's a good one. Because I like I like using strawberries in smoothies. Yep. And, and the color scheme. That was actually what got me. Yeah. And then you're right. You can keep that in a hanging basket. Yep. So it's not like you have to have it in the ground like a potato or exactly. like whatever. And plus, like, potatoes tend to keep really good inside. So you have to pick something that is quite perishable, right? Yep. My thought was, like, I looked at this question and I was like, does it need to be a zone three, like where you're from? Like, or can you just pick like... <laughs> My first answer was pineapple. I know. That's what I, when you said pineapple, I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess like we can maybe pick any zone we want. Yeah. Because I mean, even in Calgary, like, I mean, personally, I have seen people grow like things like like blueberries and whatnot yep. in pots. And I'm like, oh, I would love to do that out of season. Just in the winter time, you just have like fruit shrubs, <gasps> grapes. Saskatoon berries. Oh, Saskatoon berries. I, 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 that's I grow a, a banana. That's, <laughs> but that, uh, because uh, banana, you have to get it from the grocery store every single. Yep. So here's why I like the like banana as my answer. Okay. Because we buy them every week and they are always at different ripenesses and you always get them like either too green, too yellow. Yep. Like they never really last throughout and, the week. And they don't, they don't ripen accordingly. No. Have you ever noticed? So you buy a bunch of bananas uh, this Sunday. And you have your bananas and uh, they're like that yellowy green. Yeah. By Tuesday, 
uh, that brown, you're like, perfect. You buy the exact same kind of shade, and by Thursday, you're like, uh, you can turn any day now, guys. Exactly. Or you buy them, and you're like, they're going to last a week, and you're like, Brad, we have to eat all the bananas by Monday lunchtime. Yes, and same with avocados. Oh, av- don't- like, I can't buy a ripe avocado, and I don't want to be that person that's like feeling all the avocados. You oh, know? Yeah, if you buy a bag, you, you've got to take those five. Yes, you do. So Jenny and I had avocados. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went down to Montana for one night. They were rock hard <laughs> oh. on the Friday. Oh, we came no. back on the Sunday and Jenny was like, I'm just going to have like a, a cheese sandwich with some avocado. And she's like, yep, avocados can't be used. And I'm like, Still? No, no. They were too soft now. Oh, they were too. <sighs> yeah. Like Mr. A, window. A, yeah. 38 hour window yeah. of ripeness. Thanks, guys. See, but if you were able to grow them, then you can just, you can control <gasps> it more. Avocado would be a great one. Avocado or, yeah. So I'm going with you avocado can... or banana Go, oh, and you strawberries. Know you know what? You got, take all, all three. three. <laughs> you got all three. How charitable. Yeah. I'm sticking with my <laughs> strawberry. Um... I like that one, though. I like that. I'm going to pop that into um, our Spotify question of the week. Let us know what you, if you could magically grow one fruit or vegetable or flower in your garden out of season during the winter months, what would it be and why? And with that being said, if there's anything that you would like to know more about, any any topic ideas that you have for the Helpful Gardeners podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out uh, through our Spotify polls and questions. You can reach out on our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram. We also have our uh, email, so info at goldenacre.ca. And then our SpeakPipe app over on our pod- podcast page at goldenacre.ca as well. So lots of ways to get a yep. hold of us. We'd love to hear from you. We're not shy. No, we're not shy. And, and, and also, it doesn't have to be a question or an idea about the podcast if you have your own hypothetical question of the week or if you want to just chime in with your amaryllis challenge yeah oh i love that please or present us another challenge yes yeah i'm I'm always down for a challenge we'd love to hear from you and we can't wait to talk to you next week and uh next week by the way brandy plot twist i'm asking you the hypothetical question oh i like that okay Okay. bye everyone (laughs) 